The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Easter. So I was thinking about, during the readings, I was just reflecting on the last three days and, uh, and how, you know, every year at, we celebrate Holy Thursday and we take the Blessed Sacrament to an altar of repose in another place. And then on Good Friday, we sit in church and the tabernacle is empty. And, um, and this year, I think because of the circumstances that we're living in, um, that absence was felt even more, you know, like that absence was felt even more. And it made it's like almost been extended for almost the entirety of Lent, that kind of absence. And, um, and it was just a, a way of reflecting on even the dynamic of all of the apostles that missed out on the crucifixion. You know, the, only John was there at the crucifixion and everybody else sort of scattered. And, uh, and they weren't present to our Lord in, in that moment of his passion and death. And in the midst of that absence, then like the celebration of Easter and the fact that in churches all over the world, the Easter candle still came into the church. The light came into the darkness. And that our Lord makes all things new. Our Lord makes all things new. And he continues to make all things new. And even in our own lives and in our own hearts, like when we feel distant from him, 
there always comes that moment of resurrection and that moment of transformation, like that moment of making us new, which is what our Lord came in order to do. It's what we've been celebrating these days. And, and everyone who dies with Christ will rise with him, says St. Paul. And I think there's an opportunity to reflect even more deeply on just the normal things that keep us distant from our Lord and the ways in which that we have been separated from him, even in our hearts in those ways that we don't always pay attention to so that he can enter even into those places in order to transform us. You know, it's the contrast between like the darkness and the light or the contrast between distance and proximity that brings about the kind of change that Peter experiences because we see Peter go from denying our Lord on Friday night and then Sunday morning we hear him proclaim the gospel to thousands of people and they're converted. Because his own heart is, is transformed. You know, a couple of years ago before I returned from Rome, I, was, I had the chance to go to the Holy Land and I was at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and certain people, like, they get permission. You get locked in the church all night and you're not allowed to sleep, so these people come by and they're just like, stop sleeping, get up! Like, they, like you're not allowed to sleep in there. <laughs> and, and <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> and you also can't, like, stay in the tomb area all night either. But, um, but you know, like, in the, in the readings, um, in the Passion reading, it says that he was buried in a tomb that was a stone's throw away. And it really is a stone's throw away. So when you go into the church, you can go over to the right, and then you go up these stairs, and you're, like, at Calvary, and you're at the place where our Lord was crucified. And then you go down the stairs, and you walk, like, a couple hundred yards, maybe, and you're, like, at the tomb where our Lord was raised from the dead. Like, it's all in this one building. And I got to spend the night going back and forth between, like, the place where Jesus died and the place where Jesus rose again. And I just remember this kind of sensation of like feeling really cold and distant, like in the place where Jesus died. And then being able to go and pray like in the tomb area where he rose. And this kind of like, like sense of light and, um, and burdens being lifted. You know, and, uh, and that's the contrast that we live in, right? And, and sometimes in our normal everyday lives, we go back and forth between like the place where our Lord like, carried all of our sin in his body and the place where our Lord is raised again so that we can rise again in that place of transformation. And so as we celebrate his resurrection today, we also pray for our own resurrection you know, as we renew our baptismal promises, we're also going back and forth between those two places. When we renounce sin and we intentionally say no to all of the sins that plague us in our life, we're sort of there at, the, at Calvary. When we renounce all the devil's works and all of the 
ways in which evil has impacted our own lives, the sins of other people against us, things that need to be forgiven, all of those kinds of things. We're there with our Lord at Calvary. And when we place our faith in, when we say, I believe in God, we're there at the tomb, at that place of resurrection, at that place of new life. And so we pray that our own hearts make that transition. that we may truly walk in the joy of the resurrection today and every day of our lives.